Okay, this is endometrial cancer early stage trials. I'm going to go through this on a little bit faster with the idea of just kind of getting things as, as clear as possible in our minds. Okay. And I'm going to use the notes from our PowerPoints from Sunday session. Okay. The Mayo data, Mariani, AJOG 2000. Over 600 patients with HIST BSO, tumor confined to the corpus, grade 1 to 2, less than half, 50% myoinvasion endometrioid histology, trying to decide who should have lymph nodes and who doesn't need lymph nodes. This study strongly suggests patients with FIGO grade 1 to 2 endometrioid corpus cancers less than or equal to 2 centimeters with less than or equal to 50% myoinvasion with no evidence of extrauterine disease can be treated optimally with hysterectomy alone. In women who received in women who were analyzed in this cohort who met that criteria Key findings, no positive pelvic lymph nodes were found in women whose tumors were less than or equal to two centimeters. However, in greater than two centimeters, 7% of women had positive pelvic nodes. That was significant. When, when women didn't have LVSI, 3% had positive pelvic nodes versus 25% of women whose tumors had LVSI, and that was significant. And in patients who had tumors over 2 centimeters, no LVSI, 5% of patients had positive nodes, compared with 27% in patients who had LVSI in tumors greater than 27%, uh, two, greater than 2 centimeters. And that was statistically significant. And so based on all of that, that's where the Mayo criteria comes from. Another paper by Mariani in 2014 looked at basically the patients who didn't meet the Mayo criteria um, and trying to figure out if there was a way to assess the prevalence of pelvic, periodic, and hyperiodic METs in endometrial cancer. Some key findings in their paper. 3% of patients who had negative pelvic lymph nodes had positive periodic lymph nodes. So if we do pelvic nodes only, we're missing 3% of patients who could have positive periodic lymph nodes, even with negative pelvic SLNs. 50% of patients with positive pelvic lymph nodes also had positive periaortic lymph nodes, and 88% of those patients would have had a high periaortic lymph node, meaning above the IMA. GOG33, GOG33 was the surge path study. 
in the 70s and 80s, looking at women with stage 1 endometrial cancer, they needed hist BSON nodes, no prior treatment until until entering the study. They had path review. Key findings. Grade and depth of invasion correlated with nodal mets, but depth of invasion was the most influential. There are three by three tables or three by four tables in this paper. Grade one, endometrium confined, risk of pelvic nodes, 0%. Grade one, inner third, risk of pelvic nodal metastases, 3%. Middle third, 0%. Deep third, 11%. Grade 2, endometrial confined, risk of pelvic mets, 3%. Grade 2, inner third, 5%. Grade 2, middle third, 9%. Grade 2, deep, 20%. Grade 3, endometrial only, 0%. Grade 3, inner third, 9%. Grade 3, middle third, 4%. Grade 3, outer third, 34%. If you had a grade 1, 2, or 3 endometrial cancer with endometrial-confined disease, risk of a periaortic nodal met is between 0 and 3%. If you have inner third invasion, any grade, risk ranges between 1 and 4%. Middle third risk ranges between 0 and 5%. Deep invasion any grade, periodic nodal metastases risk, 6% grade 1, 14% grade 2, 23% grade 3. Grade and depth of invasion correlate to nodal metastases. Key tables. If adnexa were involved, a third of the time pelvic or periodic nodal mets were found. On a multivariate analysis of prognosis factors, Three were associated with pelvic node metastases, grade, depth of invasion, and intraperitoneal mets. GOG33 suggests lymphadenectomy can be skipped for grade one endometrial confined disease as no patients had positive pelvic or periodic lymph nodes metastases. And this study helped lead to the identification of risk factors in early stage disease. LEP2 trial was looking at open versus minimally invasive staging in clinical stage 1 endometrial cancer. They noted was in over 2,600 patients, failure to complete laparoscopy increased with increasing age and by BMI, longer operating time with laparoscopy versus laparotomy, no difference in complications, about 8 to 10%. There were more grade 2 complications in laparotomy versus laparoscopy, even when accounting for age, race, body mass index, and performance status. More ileus, more arrhythmias. No dif- difference in readmission or reoperation rates. Length of stay shorter in the laparoscopy arm. Fewer paraaortic nodes with laparoscopy, 94% versus 
improved quality of life with laparoscopy through six weeks after surgery, five-year recurrence rate, 11% laparotomy, 13% laparoscopy, five-year overall survival, 90% in both arms. Median follow-up, 59 months, hazard ratio of laparoscopy to laparotomy, 1.14, about a 10 to 11% estimated three-year recurrence risk. Laparoscopy is safe and feasible. This was non-inferiority design. Alder's trial, women with clinical stage one cancer, endometrial cancer, hist BSO, vaginal brachytherapy, then randomized to no further treatment versus radiotherapy. There was no difference in overall survival or death and recurrence rates between arms. There was a significant reduction in vaginal and pelvic recurrences in patients treated with pelvic RT. There were more distant metastases resulting in death in patients treated with pelvic RT. Due to the toxicity associated with RT, analysis was performed showing patients with 1C grade 3 disease benefited the most from pelvic RT, and all others should have this omitted, and they authors favored vaginal brachytherapy alone. GOG 99, this is where high intermediate risk criteria is utilized for the first time based on GOG 33, which is a surgical pathologic study. Women with 1B, 1C, occult 2A and 2B, any grade, and negative lymph nodes were randomized to no treatment versus pelvic RT primary endpoint recurrence-free survival. Because they overestimated patient risk, they revisited GOG 33 and created the low and the high-risk groups. High risk estimated to have a 25% recurrence risk. Grade 2 to 3 disease, LVSI, outer third myoinvasion. Women over 70, one risk factor. Women 50 to 69, two risk factors. Women aged 18 to 49, three or more risk factors. 69-month follow-up. There was a decrease in the hazard of recurrence in RT patients versus no further therapy. There was a significant decrease in recurrence at two years in women who were treated with RT compared with no further therapy, 12% versus 3%. There was also significant decrease in isolated local regional recurrences in women treated with RT, 7% no treatment, 2% with RT. No difference in four-year overall survival between groups, 86% no treatment versus 92% RT. A third of the study patients in this trial, a third of the total number of patients included met high intermediate risk criteria, and two-thirds of all the recurrences seen in this study cohort were within the subgroup of high intermediate risk patients. In women who met high intermediate risk criteria who did not receive any therapy, their recurrence at two years was 27%. GOG99 argues in favor of treating high intermediate risk patients with pelvic RT to reduce risk of recurrence. PORTEC1, randomized women with stage 1 endometrial cancer, Grade 1, greater than 50% invasion. Grade 2, any invasion. Grade 3, with less than 50% invasion, who had had HIS-BSO without routine lymph node dissection, to no further treatment or pelvic RT. Over 700 patients were enrolled. 
Five-year local regional recurrence rate was 4% in RT group versus 14% in control group, which was significant. Distant metastases was 7% in both groups. Overall survival at five years was 81% in the radiation group and 85% in the control group, not significant. Endometrial cancer-related death was also not significantly different. There were 25% of treatment-related complications in the RT group versus 6% in control. Most of those were grade one and most of those were GI-related. The two-year overall survival after vaginal recurrence was 79%. 75% of patients with local regional recurrence could be treated with curative intent, and 85% of those patients achieved remission. The two-year overall survival was only 21% after a pelvic recurrence or a distant metastasis. Portec 1 found poor prognostic factors for local regional relapse, being age over 60, not receiving radiation, and poor prognostic factors for survival, age over 60, and grade 3 tumors. They then broke down stage 1 patients into two categories, low versus high risk, the high risk being over 60, grade 1 to 2, deeply invasive, or a superficially invasive grade 3. And note their risk of local regional relapse was 5% with treatment versus 18 in the control group. Metastatic risk was about 5 to 6% regardless. And risk of death from endometrial cancer was 11% in the radiation group versus 8% in the control. This was the foundational trial, Portex showing high intermediate risk categories. And if patients have two out of three clinical path factors, over 60, outer half myoinvasion, or grade 3 histology, they should be considered for pelvic RT. Portec 2 very quickly was a non-inferiority trial, looking at women um, similar to Portec 1 who met high intermediate risk criteria, um, looking at the endpoint of vaginal recurrence in women treated with vaginal brachytherapy versus pelvic RT. They excluded serous and clear cells and excluded women with staging lymph node dissection. Noted in this trial, five-year recurrent vaginal recurrence rate 1.8% vaginal brachy, 1.6% pelvic RT, not significant. Pelvic recurrence also, it was 3.8% in vaginal brachy versus 0.5% in pelvic RT but most of these patients had distant metastases if they had um, a pelvic recurrence. Five-year rate of local regional relapse, 5% vaginal brachytherapy, 2% pelvic RT, not significant. And distant met rate, 8% in brachy versus 6% in pelvic RT. Five-year overall survival, not different, 85 versus 80%. Disease-free survival, also not different at five years, 82 versus 78%. There was more GI toxicity in RT, higher rates of vaginal mucosal atrophy with IVRT. Portec 3 included women with stage 1 endometrioid, grade 3 deep invasion or LVSI, stage 2 to 3 endometrioid, and stage 1 to 3 serous slash clear cell. Women were randomly assigned one-to-one -to, -one to RT alone versus RT with cisplatin 
during their radiotherapy, followed by four cycles of carbotaxol. Overall survival and failure-free survival were the primary endpoints. Nearly 700 patients enrolled for 60-month follow-up. Key results. Five-year overall survival, no different, 76 to 82%. Five-year failure-free survival, significantly different, favoring chemo-RT with 76% failure-free survival in chemo-RT-treated patients versus 68% in RT-treated patients. More grade 3 toxicity in chemo-RT versus RT. And persistent neuropathy more frequently in chemo-RT. Stage 3 patients had an improved failure-free survival as well. That was statistically significant with an 11% increase favoring chemo-RT. Trial interpretation, adjuvant chemo during or after RT for high-risk endometrial cancer didn't improve five-year overall survival, but did increase failure-free survival, and women should be individually counseled. GOG249, phase three randomized trial, primary endpoint recurrence-free survival, included stage one patients who met GOG99 criteria, stage two endometrioid, and stage one to two serous and clear cell patients. Women were randomized to pelvic RT. If they had serous or clear cell or stage two, they could get a cuff brachy boost. Versus vaginal cuff brachytherapy plus three cycles of chemotherapy. The chemotherapy was Taxol-175, Carbo-AUC, Q3 weeks. Com completion of treatment was excellent in both arms, approximately 90, 90%. Follow-up 53 months, no difference in recurrence for your overall survival. Overall survival at three years was 91% in RT versus 88% in cuff chemo. There were... More recurrences in the pelvic and periodic nodes at five years in the vet in the cuff chemo patients versus the RT patients. Nine percent of cuff chemo patients had a pelvic or periodic nodal recurrence at five years, and four percent of patients in RT. The incidence of vaginal and distant recurrences weren't different between the groups, 18% for both. There were more short-term effects in the cuff chemo arm, but more but the long-term side effects were equivalent in both arms. Authors conclude women with high-risk early-stage endometrial cancer don't have survival benefit from adding chemo, but experience worse nodal control rates and more short-term side effects. So adjuvant pelvic RT should be the standard of care. RTOG9708. People chosen for this trial who represent increased risk of both pelvic and um, distant recurrence. Looking at safety and toxicity, it was a single, a phase two single arm trial looking at compliance, treatment per protocol, and acute toxicity. Included women with grade two to three endometrioid, outer half invasion, cervical stromal invasion, extra uterine disease confined to pelvis. Treated with pelvic RT with day 128 cysts, could also have vaginal brachytherapy, followed by four cycles of cis um, taxol. 
44 patients included, two-thirds had extrauterine disease, and two-thirds had deep myometrial invasion. At two months, pelvic recurrence was 2%, regional recurrence 2%, distant recurrence 20%, and that included brain, lung, liver, bone, and peritoneal cavity. Disease-free survival, 80% at four years. Overall survival, 85% at four years. Stage three patients, slightly lower. Disease-free survival, 72%. Overall survival, 77%. In women who had stage one or two disease, there were no recurrences. Toxicity was predominantly heme. Authors conclude from this 44-patient trial Chemo-RT and chemo result in excellent control in uterine-confined high-risk disease and good pelvic control in patients who had extrauterine disease. Aztec EN5, the Canadian-UK combined trial, looked at 1 and 2A patients, 1A, 1B, grade 3, 1CL grades, included serous and clear cell, Surgical staging not required. Pelvic RT plus minus brachy per institution. 900 patients. Groups were well, relatively balanced despite being two different trials combined together. Follow-up 58 months. No difference in overall survival at five years or progression-free survival at five years. Conclusion, adjuvant pelvic RT cannot be recommended. MAGI trial. The aim of this trial was to assess whether adjuvant chemo confers advantage in overall and progression-free survival in the incidence of relapse compared with standard pelvic RT in patients who have high-risk endometrial cancer completely resected. Stage 1C, 2A and B grade 3 with outer half invasion, and stage 3. Given CAP chemotherapy for five cycles versus pelvic RT. Nearly 500 patients, overall good completion of treatment, 90% radiation, 75% chemo. Overall survival and progression-free survival, completely the same between the groups at three, five, and seven years. Distant recurrences, 21% in the RT arm versus 16% in chemo. Local recurrences, 7% in RT versus 11% in chemo. 5% concurrent, local, and distant among the groups. Although the study wasn't powered to detect a clinically significant difference in relapse, chemo seemed to prevent or delay distant relapses more than RT, and RT seemed to prevent or delay local relapses compared with chemo. This was the first trial to randomize patients with high-risk endometrial cancer to adjuvant chemo and and standard pelvic RT and failed to show an improvement for progression-free and overall survival in either method. And both were associated with acceptable toxicities.